Welcome to Red Pill Torah, calling believers from man's institutions to God's instructions. Passover is a great time to believe in the Elohim of Israel. I'm Tim. And I'm Miss. If for some reason you're feeling discouraged, this is the season to be encouraged. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. If you didn't know, the Torah is the first five books in the Bible. Understanding and believing the Torah gives context to the rest of the Bible. You can email us at redpilltorah at gmail.com. Find us at our website, www.redpilltorah.com. Follow us on redpilltorah.podbean.com, on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, or wherever you hear your favorite podcasts. We love to hear from you. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And a big shalom to our listeners in Idaho and Columbia. Listen out for Red Pill Torah on a radio station near you. At the time of this recording, most believers have celebrated the Feast of Unleavened Bread. There is much more to the stories of Passover, first fruits, and unleavened bread than we can know in this lifetime, let alone cover on one short podcast. Mm -hmm. The work of Yeshua HaMashiach and how it brought even deeper meaning to the story of the Exodus is even more spiritual food for us. Isaiah chapter 2 verse 3 and Micah chapter 4 verse 2 tells us that many people will say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of Jehovah and to the house of the Elohim of Jacob. And the Messiah himself will teach us the meaning of his victorious work. Amen, Daddy. That may be why the new covenant in Jeremiah chapter 31 verse 31 through 36 includes the retirement of all Bible teachers. Mm -hmm. Verses 33 and 34 saying, For this is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says Jehovah. I will put my Torah within them and write it on their hearts. I will be their Elohim and they will be my people. Mm. No longer will any of them teach his fellow community member or brother saying, Know Jehovah, for all will know me, from the least of them to the greatest, because I will forgive their wickedness and remember their sins no more. It will be amazing to learn from the Messiah himself. Don't you think so, Daddy? Wow, Mama, I sure do. Until then, we're blessed to have his precious gift, the Ruach HaKodesh, his Holy Spirit, to lead and guide us. The Ruach is Elohim's GPS system that will guide us right to our meeting with the Messiah and his Father, our Father. Back in the day, Israel had the fiery pillar as their GPS. Let's retrace Israel's timeline from Egypt to freedom. Okay. From the Torah, we know that Passover happened on Nisan 14. Mm -hmm. This day is an eternal ordinance from Jehovah Elohim. Between Nisan 15 and Nisan 20, they traveled between a place called Sukkot, Etham, and ultimately camped at Pihahirot. Pihahirot means the mouth of freedom. It was situated near a place called Migdol and another place called Baal Zifron. In Hebrew, Migdol means a tower or a place of greatness. Israel was literally at the mouth of freedom, mere steps away from a new chapter in their nation. They were at a place from which Jehovah would make their name and reputation great. There was one last piece of business to be handled, though, and it wasn't the Red Sea. If you've been with us for a while, you probably remember that Baal means to exercise dominion over or to own or control. In short, 
by all means Lord. Tzafah can refer to covering something in the sense of it being concealed. So when we put them together, Bible scholars identify Baal Sephron as an Egyptian idol, a small g god, or the lord of the hidden things. Now contrast that with Deuteronomy 29, verse 29, which says, The things which are hidden belong to Jehovah our Elohim, but the things that have been revealed belong to us and our children forever, so that we can observe all the words of this Torah. The secret of Jehovah is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. Daddy, it sounds like there may have been some question as to who really owned the secret knowledge and information. Yeah, how about that? In the Torah, we have free access to the knowledge and ways of Jehovah. In fact, Elohim charged the priests to be teachers of his ways. They did not keep this knowledge from the people as if it were too holy for them to know. Contrast that with periods in our history when the word of Elohim was not available to ordinary people. It even reminds me of some places of worship in which there isn't even a Bible to be found. One might find books of prayers and recitations, but no Bibles for whatever reason. Today, it is time for us to draw close to the word of Elohim. Amen, Mama. You know, I also love the connection between learning his secret things and being shown his covenant. Because Jehovah Elohim is an Elohim of truth, his covenant is the way that we can see that he is indeed truthful and faithful to his promises. If the victory at the Red Sea was a confrontation between this Egyptian God and the Elohim of Israel, I would say that the Egyptian God was not a really great swimmer. Nope. Now, its pretense of power over the hidden things was openly shown to be false. As we would say on the west side of town, Baal Zephron was all washed up. <laughs> okay, Daddy. Yeah, I, I get it. Anyway, Exodus 14, verses 30 and 31 puts it into perspective. It says, On that day, Jehovah saved Israel from the Egyptians. Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the shore. When Israel saw the mighty deed that Jehovah had performed against the Egyptians, the people feared Jehovah, and they believed in Jehovah and in his servant Moshe. So, the people's faith in the Elohim of Israel was strengthened through this mighty miracle of Elohim. And we who believe in Yeshua HaMashiach can see how he brought even deeper meaning to Passover and the seven days afterwards. The Gospel of John, chapter 20, gives a concise version of events after the Passover. Verse 1 tells us that on the first day of the week, which our Elohim called first fruits, Miriam from Magdalene noticed that the stone covering the entrance to Yeshua's tomb had been moved out of the way. Miriam stayed at the tomb where she met the risen Yeshua. Initially, she mistook him for the gardener. Yeshua told Miriam to go and tell the brethren that he was alive. Reading from verse 19, in the evening that same day, the first day of the week, when the disciples were gathered together behind locked doors out of fear of the Jews, Yeshua came in and stood in the middle and said, Shalom Aleichem. Having greeted them, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were overjoyed to see the Lord. Shalom Aleichem, Yeshua repeated. Just as the Father sent me, I myself am also sending you. Having said this, 
he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Ruach HaKodesh. If you forgive someone's sins, they are forgiven. If you hold them, they are held. Now, Teoma, and we know him as Thomas, but his name means twin, but Teoma, one of the twelve, was not with them when Yeshua came in. I'll read some more for you, Daddy. Okie doke. Verse 25, it says, When the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord, he replied, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands, put my finger in the place where the nails were, and put my hand into his side, I will refuse to believe it. After eight days, his disciples were once more in the room, and this time, Teoma was with them. Although the door was locked, Yeshua came in, stood among them, and said, Shalom Aleichem. Then he said to Teoma, Put your finger here. Look at my hands. Take your hand and put it in my side. But don't be lacking in trust, but trust. Teoma answered him, My Adonai and my Elohim. Yeshua said to him, Have you trusted just because you've seen me? How blessed are those who do not see, but trust anyway. Tim, let's talk about how this story, which happened around the time of unleavened bread, is similar to what Israel experienced at the Red Sea. Israel was riding the highest high, having walked out of Egypt after hundreds of years of slavery. Mm -hmm. That high, they felt, turned quickly to absolute terror as the Egyptian army came into view. In the case of the disciples, they were sure that they had found the Messiah. The joy of seeing Israel's salvation up close and personal was quickly replaced with absolute terror as they saw him killed with two convicted thieves. John chapter 20, verse 19, says that the disciples were in a closed room for fear of the Jews. For all they knew, they might be next in line to be killed. When Israel was caught between a rock and a hard place, that being the Red Sea and the Egyptian army, Jehovah rescued them with a miracle that is known all around the world to this day. Exodus 14 verse 31 says that Israel saw the miracle that Jehovah had done to the Egyptians, and they believed in Jehovah and his servant Moshe. The Red Sea miracle happened on the last day of unleavened bread, the eighth day after the Passover. John chapter 20 verse 26 specifically tells us that after eight days, Yeshua did a miracle to bolster the faith of his disciples, especially the one known as Doubting Thomas. While they were all together in a closed room, still fearing the Jews, Yeshua appeared to them and directly challenged Thomas. Clearly, the disciples' faith was bolstered by the appearance of Yeshua. John chapter 20 verse 31 gives an even broader meaning to the miracles of Yeshua. It says, These things have been recorded so that you may trust that Yeshua is the Messiah, the Son of Elohim, and that by this trust you may have life because of who He is. It's well known by the Jewish people that the last day of unleavened bread is the day of the Red Sea crossing. Now, it's a day on which they teach people to pray for radical deliverance and for faith in the Most High Elohim. Just as His Father bolstered the faith of Israel, Yeshua bolstered the faith of his disciples, and that includes us. Amen. So, what would you do if you discovered that the way you live your life and some of your beliefs were out of line with God's instructions? Would you take the blue pill and nurse your fears about what may be going wrong with you? Or would you take the red pill, recognize the significance of the times we're living in, and hold to your faith in Elohim's promises? 
Only you can answer that question. 1 Peter chapter 1, reading from verse 7, it says, Even gold is tested for genuineness by fire. The purpose of these trials is so that your trust, which is far more valuable than perishable gold, will be judged worthy of praise, glory, and honor at the revealing of Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Without having seen him, you love him. Without seeing him now, but trusting in him, you continue to be full of joy that is glorious beyond words, and you are receiving what you are trusting for, namely, your salvation. Amen, Mama. Well, that's all we have time for today. Thanks for spending 15 or so minutes with us at Red Pill Torah, where you can handle the truth.